0: Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast short version. We're in Hebrews chapter 3. Today I'm going to read verses 7 through 15. So let me go ahead and do that first. Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me, as in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tried me by testing me. And saw my works for forty years, therefore I was angry with this generation, and said they always go astray in their heart, and they did not know my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take care, brethren, that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, So that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. While it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. Okay, this is an interesting passage. If I had to give this episode a title, I think I would call it Getting Personal. So what the writer is doing is he's really going to start driving at something very near and dear to the hearts of his readers. Again, Hebrew Jewish believers, Uh, there would be no doubt that they would connect directly with his quote of Psalm 95, where he begins to share how the children... Of Israel were disobedient to God in the wilderness. And these are really strong words that the writer of the psalmist uses. I love verse 7 how it says that just as the Holy Spirit says, just a great little statement to help us understand how the biblical writers saw the authorship of the scriptures, even the Old Testament, as being through the agency of the Holy Spirit moving in the hearts of men. So the writer of Psalm 95 is sharing with us God's perspective of how he dealt with the children of Israel when they disobeyed him in the wilderness and they put him to the test. So here's our idea, again, of trials and temptations and testings in verse 8. It says that in the day of trial in the wilderness, the children of Israel did not pass the test. So we talked about the temptations and trials and testing in the previous episode, and here he's using it as a specific personal example of the children of Israel So sometimes the most powerful teacher in learning is learning what not to do. And this is exactly what the author is doing here. He's telling his readers, don't be like your fathers in that generation who provoked the Lord through their disobedience and through their grumbling and through their unwillingness to continue in faith believing that God had promised them something and that he would deliver on his promise. So again, this is a prophetic shadowing but it is a specific historical example that the writer uses to bring across his point. So he's using this example, the children of Israel, to tell his readers, don't do this. And this is where he starts to get really personal. What he's saying would have really hit home with the Jews. They were very proud people, and the last thing they wanted was someone to tell them how badly their fathers had done in the past. But this is exactly what the writer does. And his exhortation for them is simple. Receive what Jesus has done for you, and let that be enough. Don't let your heart be led into unbelief because they're coming out of this whole context of Judaism where everything is offered to them in tangible realities, the temple, the priesthood, the sacrifice, and all the traditions that they had, and he's saying that Jesus is enough, Jesus is better than all these things, and you have come to the place of Faith and don't look back again. He's encouraging them to keep on believing and to encourage one another to keep believing. So, this appeal to go back to the things of Judaism was very strong. And to make matters worse, in just a short time, just maybe a couple of years from the writing of this letter, these people were going to see everything that the Jews held dear to them completely destroyed by the Romans in the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. Now we'll talk more about that as the letter goes on. But the writer encourages them to encourage one another so that they can continue in the faith in the midst of very difficult trials and times. So he reminds them in verse 14 we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. So these readers just like us have become partakers of Christ. They literally are companions sharing in the same thing. This word for partakers is the same word nature that's used in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Jesus was the exact representation of God's nature. It's his being and this is a very unique word. It's only used one other time anywhere else in the New Testament. Luke uses it once just in reference to the disciples' partners that are fishing with them that night on the sea. But in the letter of Hebrews, it's used several times, and it's the only other book in the Bible that uses this word partakers. It's this participation with Christ. And the writer is trying to drive home this point to his readers. You have become partakers of something real. It is tangible, and it serves as the strongest motivation for us to continue in faith, because it's something that is vitally real and it cannot be denied. And this is an encouragement for us today. Our life connection to Jesus is our assurance. It is our confidence. This is the same word that the writer uses later in chapter 11 to describe faith. He says it is the assurance of things hoped for. So here's my encouragement for us today as we look at these verses and these strong words that the writer of Hebrews gives to his listeners. I think it's a strong encouragement for us today. Life will always throw things at us that will cause us to doubt and question. Maybe it's what we see happening in the world around us at some specific time. Now is one of those times. The world is absolutely crazy. Or maybe it's something that is more personal. Maybe it's something that's happening in your specific situations in life right now. Whatever it is, our encouragement for one another is keep believing, keep trusting in Jesus, hold fast to the assurance we have from the very beginning of our encounter with him. It is real and it is something that we must anchor ourselves in literally on a daily basis. I love what he says, as long as it's called today, believe. Believing is something we do every day because every day is today. So today, I encourage you, be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.